I think the, the, the big thing that Alan Turing did was in 1936 when he figured out this idea of universal computing. See, people had kind of imagined that uh, well, they hadn't really had that clear an idea of what computing as a, as a fundamental thing was, but there was sort of this notion that uh, if you wanted to work out, I don't know, addition, you bought an adding machine. If you wanted to work out, you know, multiplication, you bought a multiplying machine, all those kinds of things. What Alan Turing figured out at first as a kind of theoretical mathematical matter was that you could build a single universal machine that could be programmed to do any kind of computation. And that's turned out to be a pretty important idea in the world because it's what makes software possible and it's what kind of has launched the whole computer revolution that uh, kind of dominates uh, technology today. Actually, my feeling is that, that we're only seeing the beginning of uh, the importance of the idea of universal computation and, and computation in general, um, and there's a, there's a lot more to come. So could one say that Turing laid the foundation for our computerized world? Absolutely. In, in, a, in the theoretical ideas that he developed. The history, of course, is more complicated. Uh, Turing understood with, with remarkable clarity in 1936 uh, kind of this, this notion of universal computation that the actual building of computers as an engineering activity uh, sort of developed in some ways um, uh, with some uh, almost with confusion about exactly what Turing had figured out and so on. It kind of developed in, a, in an almost parallel way. But, but Turing was the one who first understood with clarity what sort of the, the, the foundational theoretical uh, uh, idea was. What Alan Turing wanted to do was to find some sort of idealized way to represent all things that can be computed. What he had first thought about doing the computing was humans, like bank clerks and so on. And he came up with this idealized model uh, for, uh, for what, what it means to compute things. It's something where you have this, this tape which has numbers written on, uh, on squares on the tape and then has this head that goes backwards and forwards on the tape, reading numbers, erasing numbers, operating according to some particular rule. That model of computation, it's a fairly arbitrary model of computation, Uh, Turing didn't know that that model would turn out to be, uh, that, that, that it would be the case that sort of any reasonable model that you make of computation ends up being equivalent to this Turing machine idea that he had. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of Turing machines specifically, uh, the, the, we, we don't see too many Turing machines in, for example, the natural world. There are a few things in biology that are a little bit, that operate a little bit like Turing machines, um, but mostly... Uh, Turing machines are sort of a theoretical uh, idea that, that uh, provides us an example of what it means to do computation. Actually, I, I've been, um, one of the things that came out of work that I did was trying to understand what this very simplest possible Turing machine that achieves this objective of being universal, being able to compute anything that can be computed, how simple that very simplest Turing machine could be. Because when Alan Turing worked it out, uh, he, when he sort of, figured out that there could be universal Turing machines. His first universal Turing machine was this big complicated thing that took many, many pages of, uh, 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 to explain. Um, I was curious, uh, you know, what, what was the very simplest one that would achieve this objective of being universal? And actually, uh, I kind of uh, had this hypothesis oh, about 15 years ago now about a particular Turing machine that has just a very simple thing which you could kind of write down the specification of in just one line that... Uh, I thought might be universal, and then we put up this prize, actually, for who in the world could prove that this Turing machine either was universal or wasn't universal. 
and a young chap in England um, uh, about five years ago now uh, won this prize. I thought, I thought it might be one of these questions that was sort of an, an unsolved problem in math that was open for a hundred years, but, but it was quite exciting that after just a few months, uh, this, this chap in England um, uh, proved that indeed this particular very simple Turing machine was universal. So we kind of now know what the very simplest Turing machine mechanism that allows us to do computation is. And could you describe that? How does it look like the simplest Turing machine? Well, it's uh, uh, so on, on this tape that a Turing machine operates on, uh, you can, I said you could write numbers in the squares of this tape. You could also imagine having colors, you know, black and white, for example, um, in the squares of the tape. Um, this particular Turing machine has um, three possible colors in each square, and it has um, the, the head of the Turing machine that kind of um, uh, is, a, is the part that sort of actively um, the, the, uh, updates um, the squares on the tape. Um, uh, that, that head has just two states. So it's a, so you can kind of you know you can kind of represent this if, if you were writing a program to um, uh, to implement this Turing machine it will be a very short program a very tiny program just you know a line a few lines of, of code um, now why is that interesting the fact that something that simple can be computation universal kind of gives one the idea that systems that occur in nature might have this feature. Now, if, if, if in order to achieve universal computation, what you have to do is to uh, do this whole big engineering project where you set up some machine with, you know, a million transistors in it and, you know, all these complicated things that are in actual practical computers, then we couldn't reasonably expect that systems that just occur in nature would have this feature of being computation universal. But now that we know that there are such simple Turing machines in there, I also found lots of uh, examples of uh, very simple other kinds of computational systems that have this feature of computation universality, we now know that this computation universality phenomenon is actually quite ubiquitous, for example, in nature.